Hey y'all, it's JJ. Sorry I haven't posted in about a week, week and a half. I've been really busy, but I have recorded multiple episodes already for y'all, which I will be pumping out throughout throughout the next few days. Um, in other news, it's Mystery Spot Day, Sam Day. It's Tuesday, the second month of the year, on the 22nd in 2022. Um, I actually thought about doing Mystery Spot for today's episode, um, but I don't want to jump ahead, um, especially since, you know, it's just going to throw everything off. And plus, like, that's just not my style. I like to watch in order. And along with that, I really want to do that because there's a few episodes I've only seen one time. Mainly the last two episodes. Meaning I've only seen Dean's death one time. Though I do have a friend who um, decided it was going to be a really good idea to watch the last episode on repeat for like 10 fucking times. And uh, this next part's for uh, said friend very specifically. Are you okay? No, seriously, are, are you okay? Because I'm still concerned about that. Um, I've seen like, you know, like even Despair, I've only seen all the way through, I think, twice. But the confession, I have seen so many times that I'm completely numb to it. There was a point in time where I was watching it at least once a week. Probably on Thursdays. I don't remember the exact day, but I, knowing me, I was probably like eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches on Thursdays, crying over the dead gay angel, watching him confess his love to Dean. And now I'm sad. Okay, moving on. Let's get to the episode. So in this episode, we see demons for the first time, and they are quite different from the demons that we will see later on that we will come to love and know. Um, you know, this episode is... Uh, you know, it's an early episode, you know, so they're just getting their footing into the lore of the show. And the demon in this episode is listed as a disaster demon, and it's the only one like that that we see in the show. There's no other ones. And there's quite a quite a lot of differences between this demon and the demons later on. Um, this one appears as, instead of, like, the black smoke, it appears as, like, this swarm of bugs, insects, whatever, and instead of entering through the victim's mouth, it goes through the eye, which, that's just weird. It's weird, okay? The whole thing is weird, but like I said, it's the first season, they're just getting their footing. So, I mean, I guess, I, I guess it gets a pass, I don't know, but it's cool to see the evolution of all these things throughout the show. Um, we can also see some of the white of the eye of the demon when its eyes are black, which is one of only two episodes where that this where this happens. So plane doors don't just break off, like, open like that. And why the hell did that plane, like, the wing just break off? I don't, I don't get it. So uh, we're kind of we're jumping around here because, like, the next scene is Dean sleeping on his stomach. And there's just so much... There is so much that can be said about Dean's sleeping habits. Not including the lack of sleep, though, um, which he has said multiple times um, throughout the show that he only gets on average about four hours a night, which, buddy, same. <laughs> same here, dude. Um, he sleeps on his stomach a lot, and and a lot of people think that it's so that he will never, like, wake up at the first thing that he sees is somebody that he loves burning on the ceiling, which, I mean, all he would have to do is roll over. So, I mean... Just, he would just have to roll over, you know? Um, and then while others say that it's easy access for, like, his knife or gun or whatever weapon that he has under his pillow, 
also his comfort level changes once they get the bunker and like throughout the seasons and throughout the show. Um, he's more comfortable in the bunker and you, you're going to see this a lot and just what he wears and his sleeping positions and his comfortness. And I think that I'm going to get into like Dean a little bit more later on at the end after like we go over the episode. Um, so I have a lot to say about this. I, I really do. I have a lot to say about Dean in this episode. And while this is probably a stretch given what fear, what factor fear plays into this episode, Dean's saying that he's not afraid and not having fear. And yet in this episode, he has a fear. Dean is afraid, you know, and I think him saying that he's not isn't just like, oh, macho man, Dean Winchester, you know, isn't afraid of every anything, you know, it's but it also it is but like, it also plays, you know, there's also the fact that his world is so small right now. And I've talked before about how the early seasons was very small. And it's not just because it, it is. They don't know what's out there yet. He doesn't know. And that's a big thing, you know? Anyways, moving on. I'm not making any sense right now. But it'll make sense later on. It'll make sense, I promise. Also, I just love the motel rooms and the little dividers that are almost always themed in the early seasons. And, like, whenever, like, I'm on the road or something and, like, we pass by some, like, little shitty roadside motel, I always get, like, ooh, I bet Sam and Dean would stay there. Like, I love it. I love these hotels so much. And my favorite one, of course, is the one from Tombstone because I love Tombstone. I love Tombstone so much. I have a Tombstone tattoo even. Like, I love it. But yeah, I love those little hotels and the dividers. And I kind of lost track of where I was because my mom just called me to tell me that she was going through the mail from like five years ago for some some fucking reason. I don't know. But hi, mom. Anyways, so uh, Sam says it's 5.45 a.m. And it's awfully bright for that time. Right? I know like different locations and different places in the world, the sun's time up is different, but still it bothers me. So they get a call from a man who, uh, who had worked on a case. So a few years back with their dad. And so let's take a look at the John journal. And now, um, like I said before, whether or not the journal is canon does not really matter here because it gives us a really good insight to a lot of things. So back in 2003 on November, November, October, October 9th, John works a poltergeist case in Pennsylvania, um, that's where he met Jerry. And it turns out that Jerry's kid had been targeted a few times. And nothing else is really said about it other than that Jerry was easy to talk to about the supernatural. So so then we get to see uh, Dean checking out multiple guys in the next scene as, you know, they're walking by and uh, Dean is by. There's no convincing me otherwise. He is 100% by. So Sam mentions Flight 401, which was a real plane that did crash. Eastern, Airline, Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crashed into the Florida Everglades in 1972. There were only about 75 survivors of the crash, and an urban legend was born after um, stating that the airline salvaged parts from the, the wreckage and reused them, which then led to passengers seeing the ghost of two crew members and in what was said to be the salvage galley. There's even like a book and a movie about it, but it came, it seems to have come from an article that had been written a few years later about engine, an engine failure on another plane from Eastern Airlines. 
that it made a joke in poor taste about the pilot seeing the ghost of one of the crew members. And sightings only happened after that article was released. There's no evidence at all to support uh, parts of the wreckage being reused. Um, so it was a real tragedy that did happen. So, yeah, sad things. Real life sad things. Moving on to not real life sad things or sad things in general, but we get to see the boys in suits for the first time. And I love it. I love it so much. And... So with their uh, newly required fake Homeland Security badges and suits, they get in to see the wreckage. And we get our first look at Dean's homemade EMF meter. It's a prototype that he had made from a from an old Walkman. Later on the show, he will have a smaller one that he also built, So, which is the more iconic one. But I really love the Walkman one. It is so cool. And don't ever tell me that Dean isn't smart. That man made his own EMF reader after out of a fucking Walkman. Like, he's smart, okay? Like, I know Sam's always seemed to be like the more smart one, but Dean's also smart. He's just smart in a different way than Sam, okay? Dean's smart. He's cool as shit. He drops literary references all the time. I love that man, okay? That's so cool that he did that, though. I love it. So Chuck, the pilot... Um, is preparing to fly once more when he, too, also gets possessed by a demon. Meanwhile, we learn that the ilk that they took off the um, from the wreckage is sulfur. Now, back to Chuck. And there he's in the plane. You know, he's his co-pilot, and it's just a little plane. And um, at 40 minutes in the air, he takes the plane down, crashing it. Numbers are really important and hold a lot of meaning, especially within, you know... So my dog, I don't know if y'all can hear that, and I'm not even going to restart because this has been going on for like five minutes, but like my dog is sitting behind me in a chair. It's her chair. Like no one is allowed to sit in this chair. And she's currently just moving, moving positions. Hold on. Elvira, you good? Okay. Sorry about that. So I just, so this is really off topic, but I just learned last, the other night that my dog is afraid of ranch dressing. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but she's afraid of ranch dressing. So anyways, we're getting really off topic here. So they're especially, uh, numbers are especially important within Judaism. Um, so the number 40 appears a lot. Oh my gosh, Elvira. Okay. I really should restart this, but I don't want to. Uh, we're just going to move on and just deal with that, okay? I, apo I apologize, okay? I can't help it. I live in a small apartment where I'm doing this, and my dog is afraid of ranch dressing and a hassle and doesn't know how to get comfortable. Anyways, so the number four... <laughs> uh, I really should start. I'm not going to start it over, Okay. So the number 40 appears a lot in the Torah. It's raining for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai. The number 40 is the number of years that the Israelites um, were required to wander. And corporal punishment was 40 lashes. There's a ton of this. And it's usually marked the marked a time of radical change and transition, transformation, that sort of thing. And in the Talmud, it also reports phenomena happening in units of 40. It also appears in mystical texts as an element of purification. So, 
the more you know, I guess. So the boys head over to the airport to try and stop another survivor from getting on the plane, Amanda Walker, a flight attendant. That fails. She still gets on the plane, which means our boys have to go with plan B, getting on the plane. This is where we learn that Dean is afraid of flying, and he's just... He's so cute when he's telling Sam about it. And Dean's fear of flying is something that does stick around. And I'm right there with you, dude. I, too, have a bit of a fear of flying. I mean, I have flown. And, yeah, no, it's still scary to me. I'll do it. I just don't like it. I prefer, like, being on the ground. I don't like being in the air. It's it's weird. It's freaky. I don't like it, okay? I get you, Dean. I get it. So Dean hum, hums Metallica to calm himself down. And he's just, he's adorable, okay? I just, I just can't with that man. Dean says that... It's going, the demon's going to possess someone with a weakness, someone with an addiction or an emotional distress. And Dean, are you talking about yourself? Are you? Anyways, moving on. So this is also where we get to see them say Cristo, which they claim to be Latin for God. It is not. It means Christ. God in Latin is Deus, Deus. I don't know. I don't speak Latin, okay? I don't. I speak several other languages. I don't speak Latin. But also they don't use Cristo again. Well, well, I mean, like Jack does later on in season 14, which means that they had to have taught Jack that, and yet they never use it, okay? So Dean takes his awesome, his super awesome homemade EMF meter and goes down the aisle, and this guy, like, winks at Dean, and Dean, like, kind of makes a face and, like, is taken aback by it, but he notices, and he, like, waves, like, that dude knows, okay? He knows. He can see right through Dean, and... We're going to, like I said before, there's certain things we're going to get into at the end here, and this is one of them. So, with 15 minutes left to go, they got nothing, but luck is in their favor and on their side, and they find the demon, the co pilot. They tell Amanda and get her to help them out, and she does, and they perform the first exorcist on the show. And so, the holy water, okay, so first of all, let me just say, when early on, like when this episode first came out and everything, I thought the bottle of holy water was like a squashed gatorade bottle for some reason i don't know i'm kind of stupid okay like it's just it's just what it is it's not though but so the holy water causes damage to the demon's vessel which doesn't happen on later on the show um it causes stuff to the demon and things but like it doesn't cause like that (laughs) so the plane goes down um Okay, the, the, the CGI plane, just, I love the bad effects of this show. Like I said before, like, the Michael and Lucifer fight, when we finally get it, is so ridiculous. And, like, I love it, especially, like, in that episode, like, after, when you see Michael walking down the street, and, like, he just turns and faces the camera, and, like, his eyes go blue, and it just freeze frames. That is the funniest thing to me. Anyways, the plane goes down, and Dean is hanging on for dear life, screaming. And I know it's not supposed to be funny. It's not. He could die. He's afraid that he's going to die. But, like, it's a, it's a little funny, okay? It is. Sam finishes the exorcist, and the exorcism, and uh, the plane doesn't crash. So, woo. Yay. Moving on. The, so, the boys head out, and they stop to talk about how the demon knew about Jessica, and... Sam's concerned about this, and oh, the foreshadowing happening here. There's so much foreshadowing. (laughs) So they call their dad's phone, and they learn that his voicemail tells people to call Dean. And so there's, actually, he says his number, but like, in a 
in the later season, later on, not like later, later season, but in the, one of the first few seasons, um, Dean's number is actually said, and it's not like one of those five, five, five numbers. Um, but it used to be a real number that you could call and it would have Jensen as Dean, like saying something like a voicemail thing. It's no longer in use, but like, that was a thing that was cool. I remember that it was really cool. Anyways. And with that, our boys are back on the road to yet another case and the search for their father. So getting back to like me saying before, like, we're going to get into this later. This is getting into it later. So while Dean didn't get possessed in this episode, and remember, like, they don't have the tattoos yet, the anti-possession tattoos, he was a perfect victim for it. Like he said, someone, someone with addictions and emotional distress would have been perfect. And it wasn't just his emotional distress over the plane going down and his fear of flying, but so much is going on in his life between this and, you know, his father being missing. He claims to not be afraid, but as I said before, he has every reason to be. I also said before that his world is really small right now, and that's because it is. This is before the shit hit the fan with the angels and Chuck and everything. He has no clue what's out there and what's waiting for him. He doesn't know that his life is just a cruel tale being written by Chuck. He's so young and naive and still, but soon Dean is going to learn just how big the world is out there. Um, I said before, like with Dean's reaction to the guy winking at him and stuff like that and his sleep patterns and his maturing, he's young. He's naive here. He has a long way to go. And this show was on for 15 seasons. That's a very long time. Dean's in his 40s when this show ends, and he's only 26 here. So if you look at, like, Dean's reaction to the guy winking at him, he is taken aback by it a bit. And if we compare it to another time later on when a guy has, you know, totally clocks Dean and, you know, he has a gay thing with Aaron, my beloved Aaron. I love him so much. Um... Well, he is, again, taken aback by it. He, it's not in the same reaction. Dean really matures in his sexuality. I think he's always going to be repressed. Um, it's going to be bottled up. He's not going to let it come out. Um, except for when he does. Let's not forget about his summer of love with Crowley and um, the fact that he was in a gay bar. That was a thing, and he knew about Purgatory in Miami. So I'm pretty sure, like, Sam just thinks that, like, Purgatory is where you go to have gay sex. Anyways, it is. It is. But, um... Yeah, so he his reaction to these things does evolve over time. And part of him, you know, he's not open. He's not, he's still very repressed, but he becomes a bit more at ease and open about it. Um, also with his sleep habits, you know, he matures with that and he gets more comfortable once they get into the bunker. Um, I haven't really talked about much about Dean yet um, because like I've said before, the early seasons, there's this really big focus on Sam. And, you know, when that change does happen, when it does, Sam becomes, not Sam, but Dean becomes the main focus. Like I've said before, you know, uh, really wish that they, you know, still gave this Sam the spotlight sometimes. He deserves it. And it's an issue. Um, but we're finally getting to see Dean uh, a bit more on who he is as a character. Um and I think this is that episode that really starts starts that. The last one, we see him with, you know, his how he is with kids and opening up a bit. But this one, we can really start seeing, knowing what's going to happen and what's coming 
we can really start to see Dean um, come into his own as a character. So I love Dean, but yeah. So um, like I said in the very beginning, I say like I said a lot. Anyways, so um, in the beginning of this episode, I mentioned how like I hadn't been around for the past like week, week and a half. And I do apologize for that once again. Um, I've just been really busy lately. Um, but I do have several episodes like ready to go. I have several episodes ready to go. I just have to upload them. Um, so I don't really know. Uh, I don't really have a set time to upload these. And I mentioned this before, I think in the last episode, I really don't. Um, I'm just doing it whenever I can. I think I'm going to try to get out like one or two a week. Um, I'm going to post a few more this week. I think two more. Um, so after that, I'm going to try to get them out like once or twice a week. I want to try to do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, of course I have to do stuff on Thursdays because it's such an important date. Um, but yeah, so, uh, if I'm not around, I'm, you know, just know that like it's coming and I'm not forgetting about it. Um, I don't really always remember, like, I'll record an episode, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I forget to upload it, but, which is what happened here, um, but that being said, yeah, so our boys are off onto their next adventure, and, uh, yeah, I'll see y'all around, I guess, I don't know, bye!